Howdy team, welcome back to another episode of the My Peak Podcast. Very exciting today. A couple of guests, but first, Brown Dog, how are you travelling? Good, thank you, Cam. Yeah, very exciting episode. We are joined by Mel and Yanush, the owners of Pro Body. They've got plenty going on in their lives, so very excited to sit down and have a chat with them today. Guys, how are you? We are great. We're thanks for having awesome. us. Yeah, thanks for having us on the show. For those My Peak athletes out there, Mel is the voice and the person behind your physical training on the summit series that hopefully you're watching each week so this can hopefully get to know mel and sort of put a put a story behind those weekly episodes that you get to watch each week yeah mel firstly how have you liked being on the my peak summit series over the past two terms um i've loved it even though when i'm talking to the camera i'm picturing all the athletes and i can't (laughs) see them and at the end of every video i always say you did great i did great i'll see you for the next one and i think i really hope they did great you know (laughs) but i love it I, i hope that you know they're watching them, they're going through all the rounds, they're feeling accomplished, and yeah, I, I've enjoyed it, so thank you. And we hear your nush is under strict instructions when you're filming the videos, what's that like? Um, no mowing the lawns, so if you ever do hear anything in the background, guys, it's not me, it's Janos. Well, you may have seen me the, in the occasional, I'll pop up, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> just kind of duck behind a bush. you know what? I filmed last week's episode, and his cat was in the background, I could see her in the mirror, and I'm like, do I refilm it? I don't know. So now everyone's going to go back and watch it now. But like the cat's just sitting there. I'm like, okay, I can't. I didn't notice That's the it. cat. I didn't notice it. The cat does get a good feature on the Instagram oh, stories though. You see yeah. it regularly. Yeah, it's Ivy. She's one of our coaches. Yeah. <laughs> she makes there judging everyone, making make sure, sure their technique's on point. on point. Yeah. So suppose the crew know you from the My Peak side of things, but you know, what are you guys doing? What's pro body? And um, yeah, just give us a little bit of an insight to your business. Yeah, so my name's Janos. I'm um, Mel's husband. You probably haven't seen me unless you've seen me duck behind the bush in the videos. Mm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we started Pro Body Lifestyle about four or five years ago. um, And it was really focused on trying to develop both like just people and athletes to be more balanced in their life, which is why we have our business called Pro Body Lifestyle, because it's all about trying to balance what we call it the five F's of your life, where Mm. it's it's your faith, your fitness, your finances, um, your family and your fun and so if you have any of those areas that are out of balance then it kind of impacts the other areas so sometimes you can be killing it in your fitness or in your sport mm. but then when you start struggling and you're not catching up with your friends or stuff starts going on at school or with with adults if they're you know having a tough time at work we find that that eventually comes around even though they are smashing it in their fitness or their sports to then eventually impacting their sports and their fitness because that anxiety catches up and then mm. they're just they've lost that life momentum yeah. where they feel like they're failing. Um, where for us, we like to evaluate those five Fs um, to make sure that you are nailing the different areas and picking up the habits in the other spots so that you're nailing it on and off the field. And then for our personal training, that's where we focus on not just their physical fitness and their nutrition, but we look at their mindset, their exercise and nutrition yeah. and make sure they're na- nailing all of those areas so that they're like a holistic human or they're you know, mastering their lifestyle. So then they can ultimately get like better, longer lasting results than just like a quick transformation, 30 days. In That's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> well done, crew. Yeah, thank you very much for listening today. You've just, uh, <laughs> you just explained pretty much why we created My Peak. Yeah. It, that was brilliant. I love that. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. No. Awesome. Um, yeah. I think that's perfect. I guess the question I have for you straight off that is what do you see the positives of connecting all of those those five f's together and mm-hmm. if one or two you know the scales are tipping either way what do you see start to happen and how do you get people back on track with those if they're sort of slipping in one or two of those areas 
Well, you know, straight yeah. away, like when a client comes in going, I'm not motivated today, or I haven't been staying on track with my workouts or my eating, we go, mm. okay. And we literally bring it back down to the five hours. We're like, have you been hanging out with your friends and family lately? They're like, yeah, sure. Have you been having fun? Yeah, I've been doing that. And then we're like, okay, what area in your life right now is out of balance? And we finally find it like, mm. okay, they're struggling with finances or something like that. They're like, okay, I'm struggling here. I can't focus on the other areas until I fix this area. And we're like, you can focus on all the areas at all times, but you just have to find that balance. And that's mm. what we love that we do for our clients. Mm. Like they get surprised sometimes because, you know, we don't just go, okay, squat, do your workout. Like we inspire them to leave our, you know, our gym and go tackle the week mm. by balancing all those areas, if that makes sense, mm. you know? That's really cool. Yeah, that's perfect. And Pretty much when someone signs up for My Peak, they get access to the Summit Series, which yeah. you do, Mel, and we've got five topics. So it pretty much goes hand in hand. Our topics are obviously a little bit different. Cricket's one of them. Mm. But for us, the cricket kind of takes the part for the actual physical training for yeah, you guys. Yeah, the fitness part. The so yeah. yeah, it's very similar. And I think for the athletes listening at the moment, you can kind of relate when you're watching those videos each week, you actually put in your hours and your reps in to hopefully improve yourself holistically like the clients mm. do when they turn up to your physical training yeah is that sort of how you guys position yourself too like do the clients know that they're coming for their holistic training rather than Pretty just much. going down to their yeah. literally local they, anytime fitness well, that's well, one of the things we do is we don't focus on 30 day challenges no. or 40 day challenges it's a lifestyle. because yeah, automatically they're coming in with the wrong mindset where yeah. it's like, yeah. all right, I want instant weight loss or I want instant muscle growth or I want to be instantly the best athlete possible. And yeah. the, the reality of it is that it takes years mm. and years and years to become the best cricketers or, you know, the best athletes possible. Mm. And so you need to come in having that mindset, realizing, okay, it's not about going crazy and going so hard that I can't sustain this. I need to find something that balances for my lifestyle now you know, the number of training sessions I'm doing and everything like that. And then yeah. that's where we have a very balanced training approach where we'll, you know, apply all the science or research behind weight loss or muscle growth or sports and performance. But then we always want to know how many days can the person train? Because there's no mm. point in us giving them a six day a week program that's, you know, scientifically the best possible program if they can only actually train three days a week, mm. then it's better for us to create a three day a week program so that they can actually sustain it and fit that in their life. And yeah. then and if things are going good, they can do extra workouts. Like we we're upfront about stuff. all that at the start. Like when clients come in, we're like, okay, what's your goal? And they're going, oh, I want to fit in this um, dress by this certain date. We're like, okay, that's a month away. We're realistically like, you know, this is how long it's going to take. Mm. These are the step, steps how you're going to get there. This is how we can help you. Are you ready to make a change? And if they're like, oh, no, I want to go do a quick fix. And we're like, well, they're not the clients for us. But we actually want to help people learn the habits and not just four weeks smash their goal and then forget it mm. we want them to be like okay i'm going to change my entire life not just the fitness side but i'm going to change my finances i'm going to change how i interact with my family and friends i'm going to change how i feel about myself every day and it's just i know it's amazing when you see them mm. change every area of their life and like we love celebrating those wins when they're like oh i felt confident to go here today or i bought this dress mm. for the first time that i never would have bought before and we're like or one of our clients just got a new job mm -hmm. and she's been stuck in a job for like 10 years and never applied in another job before. And now she got this job and we're just like, yeah. oh no, so exciting. So I'm like, they can't see what I'm doing right now. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really cool. I forget yeah. we're not getting filmed. <laughs> no, that's on the money. We do a similar thing when our, like one of our big ones is when our kids get like part-time jobs as yeah. well. Mm. And they sort of get out into the real world and 
you can start to mentor and coach them beyond the, the cricket field. I want to talk about one of the Fs. So it's interesting you guys have finance here, yeah. Yeah. which is really cool. So this is probably a topic that a lot of people don't want to obviously talk about. Definitely and if not. you guys are putting this as one of your foundation topics, because it is such an integral part of everyone's life, how are you... How are you guys mentoring guys through their finances or helping them sort of set up the right habits there? Well, we like to keep that conversation open. I think, like you said, so many people don't want to go down that pathway where you can really empower yourself if you're in control of your finances, even at um, your athletes' ages, Mm -hmm. getting their first part-time jobs. Are they going to go waste all their money at the canteen or are they going to put a little bit aside, learn some discipline, work towards a goal and then keep some you know, for the canteen money on the side as well. Like you can do both. Mm. That's what we like to teach people. You don't have to sacrifice every area of your life. You can balance it all in your finances, but it's just about learning and keeping that communication open, Mm. especially in a relationship, Mm. like speaking about those things and just being really open about it. Yeah. We we like to, so for uh, like younger people, I guess we like to divide um, everything into like percentages so that you can spend it Mm. on different things. So then that way it's not like you're you know, having to track every individual thing. But a very simple way is like three S's. And I love letters. But yeah, we're, three, very, yeah. <laughs> we're very much about letters. Yeah. So the three S's, you can imagine having kind of three jars. And then the first jar is your spending jar. The second jar is your share jar. And then the third jar is your saving jar. So that's saving yeah. for something delayed gratification. Yeah, big, so like a car, yeah, a holiday, yeah. Mm. yeah. And so the rule is whenever you make any money, just getting into the daily discipline of putting at least $1 in each jar, that's the only rule. And then you can you have to use each jar or each, you know, it could be a savings account, it doesn't have to be as old school as jars, yeah. um, for that one purpose. So mm. when we get, you know, our money, we might distribute you know, 50% into your spending one. That's your day-to-day living. You can have, you know, all your quick spends not to get a coffee or a and quick And you don't snack. feel guilty about it Yeah, either. no guilt with yeah. that. Yeah. Then you might have, you know, 25% go into the sharing one and then another 25% into your saving one for something that you want to buy later, like an Xbox it might be, or, you know, it could be anything that you want. Mm. So then that way you're saving something for later, you're spending something for your week-to-week, and then you're also sharing something to invest into others, your friends, your family, so you can be a good person. Basically. Yeah, and that's such yeah. an important job, like sharing, like mm. not feeling bad when you go out for coffee with friends and you're like, oh, we'll, we'll shout this one. And you still have that money in that bucket to share. And just and you still know there's still money in the savings. There's still money in, what's the other one? You spending one. Yeah, the spending one. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when we go out, I'm like, so is this coming out of your sharing one? <laughs> or is this my spending one? So we, I try we, to like we do have it a bit more, bit more complex for, yeah. for yeah. adults. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we, yeah, we have a, a few more yeah. of them. But, so adults um, listening, you can contact us. If you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for the younger listeners, I'd say just having the three. So there's the three S's. Yeah. One's your daily spending. Yeah. So you spend, you're sharing, and then you're, you're saving for something that you want to enjoy. Yeah. It's already like, yeah. Two awesome little takeaways straight away in the first 10 or 15 minutes. The F's and the S's really cool. Yeah. Um, let's go into breaking down different types of training. So we'll get into more scientific realm of things. Um, let's say for an example, you're a younger or a, or a smaller athlete, say maybe 15 or 16, um, trying to build up some more strength, trying to put on weight. Um, let's talk about like reps, sets, how often, mm-hmm. how much rest you need, things like that. If I'm trying to actually build weight um, or um, build muscle, for example, not trying to drop any. 
Yeah. I think awesome. it's important. Mm. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> just talked, talked over you. Mm. Um, I think it's really important. Like I train a few teenagers at the moment with fitness and a lot of them are scared. Like they have that myth where I shouldn't be lifting weights until I'm 18. Mm. And I think it's so important to train and build your muscles, especially if you're an athlete at such a young age and just to focus mainly on big compound exercises. Mm. So for example, um, your squats, that compound exercises that use multiple muscle groups, your squats, your deadlifts, your shoulder press, your hip thrusts, all those main compound exercises that strengthen you in different areas and you're not just focusing on one particular muscle. That way you can train less times throughout the week, like three times instead of every single day. Because you're training multiple yeah, muscles multiple per muscles. movement rather than ta- you know, focusing on just a bicep curl where you're yeah. only focusing on one bicep, where you could do yeah. something like a pull-up where you're getting your forearms, your biceps, your back muscles, you're getting multiple muscles in the one thing. So I find, yeah, finding your major muscle groups, your big exercises um, can be one of the best ways to go. Um, but essentially like the best way if you're trying to build muscle is you need to be able to have the right technique. So either watching some mm. good videos um, to break it down or getting a strength coach can be a good first start starting point because there's obviously a lot that goes behind programming. But then um, if your goal is to specifically build muscle mass and to get bigger and to just have more mass on your body, then each, each muscle on your body. So if you're looking at, let's say the chest for some of your boys out there, if you want to get a bigger chest over the period of a week, you need to be accumulating between 10 to 20 hard sets per muscle per week. Mm. So for whatever muscle you want to build, for the ladies, if you want to build glutes, for the boys, if you want to build the chest, for any muscle that you want to grow, you need to be doing about 10 to 20 hard sets per muscle per week. Then you can divide, let's say if we're just looking at the chest, you can divide that into different exercises, but it has to accumulate to that weekly weekly number. Mm. So if you're going to train three days a week, let's say if you're doing a bench press or maybe a push up for the chest, then as long as they're a hard exercise, which means that you're pushing it to the point where it's really hard, like you can't do anymore. Because at the end of the set, I, I always like to imagine that your, your muscle talks to your brain after every set. So after you put a weight down and you've just done 10 reps, your muscle's going to talk to your brain and be like, hey, that was pretty easy. Like, mm. I, that's all right. I don't need to build any more muscle. And it's just going to stay the same. Where if you do 10 reps, but you don't stop at 10, you do 11, you do 12, and then you start really straining and you get to that 13th rep where you're like, Oh, and you just can't pull it up anymore then that's where you put the weight down and then let's say your bicep it's going to talk to your brain and it's going to say hey you know what like i couldn't do another rep or i failed i couldn't actually get the number i was aiming for that's mm-hmm. where the muscle is going to say to the brain hey i can't do this i need something to change so that if this happens again i can respond to it and do it properly so yeah. then that's where you get the muscle growth but you can't just do that once a week that's why I said that you need to do that 10 to 20 mm. hard sets per week. Yeah, so we always say 15. We go in the middle. I there. say 15 in 15 the 15 just to make mm. sure. The more know. advanced you are, so once somebody's been training for two, three, four years and they're turning into mm. Arnold, then you can no longer <laughs> get stimulus from 10 sets a week yeah, anymore sure. per muscle. So that's where you need to go more for the 20. Mm. But yeah. um, I'd say a good starting point is around 15. Okay. 15 hard sets per muscle per week. And yeah. then it's just picking your favorite exercises for the muscles you're trying to train. I think people underestimate the importance of being able to do one more rep. So for example, if I'm doing six reps of a certain exercise for three sets, the next time I do that exercise two days later, I might get seven reps. Some people see that as, oh, I'm still around that air, like that six, seven, eight rep range, where it's like, no, you're able to do one rep more than you were last time. Your muscle, like Janusz was saying, has sent that message to your brain going, okay, we need to be stronger for the next time she does this exercise. And the fact that you're able to do that two days later or a week later is actually incredible that you're able to do that. 
But you will only know that if you do those hard mm. sets. If you get to the end where you're like, okay, I'm failing. Mm. If you get to the end, you're like, your last rep looks exactly like your first rep. Realistically, you're able to do that quite easily. Yeah, and probably, you won't probably shouldn't have been your last rep. Probably shouldn't yeah. have been, yeah. yeah. Like you need to be, those last two reps where we say to people, how did your last two reps feel? You need that little bit of extra struggle. Okay. Yeah. My question would be around failure. Are you saying that if I'm starting to fail, am I compromising technique at that point to get those reps out? Or is it failure with very strict technique? Mm. Good technique. Yeah. I yeah. see people yeah. occasionally like they will start to fail and they'll start, you know, shoulder press start to jump up a little yeah. bit or whatever. Is that going to hinder muscle growth or is yeah, that... Yeah, well, even it, squats. It won't hinder it, well, but it, it, it may risk in different areas. Yeah. in certain areas. Right. So. Um, like we like we said, you don't want your last rep. Like if your last rep looks like your first rep, it probably shouldn't be your last one. You should keep mm. going. But we like we always like our clients starting with good technique, and then it's okay if their last rep slips in technique. Then that's your last one. So yeah. there's in in the in the fitness industry, there's two points of failure. One is called technical failure. So that's where you, your body can no longer maintain the same technique. At that point, that's deemed technical failure, where it's like, okay, I can maybe still pump out more reps, like maybe I can mm-hmm. do my, more, five more, but I can no longer do it with the same technique as the first rep. So at that point, that's technical failure. And then you have contractile failure, which is, okay, I can literally just no longer contract anymore to lift this at all. Mm-hmm. So with bicep curls, you might be able to start doing nice strict form, strict, strict curls, curling up to the shoulders without swinging. Then when you get to 10, maybe you can no longer curl anymore without leaning back, Mm. but you might still be able to do five more curls by leaning back. So Mm. I like to coach my clients not to just stop when your technique fails, when technical failure happens. I like to do one or two sloppier technique ones just so that it's making sure that you are training hard. Because then otherwise, sometimes people put the weight down and again, their muscle just talks to the brain and it's like, hey, that was easy. I can do it. So if your body can already do it, what's the point of building more muscle? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. that answers that question. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more, even if your technique's not perfect. <laughs> what about um, for our athletes that are trying to lose weight? How does training differ, um, and what would it look like, sort of week to week? Yeah. In, so a big. Um, this is actually a big myth in the industry where people think that they need to do a whole heap of circuits and a whole heap of you know cardio to to lose weight. Where um, in terms of training and what that should look like. Your training, I like to think about training is always about um, what's my performance goals that I'm trying to get? Am I trying to get stronger? Am I trying to get quicker? Am I trying to build my endurance? Am I trying to train my heart, which is your cardiovascular training? So that's what I like to look at my training as. Okay, how? what am I improving? My heart health? Am I improving my muscles? Am I improving my joints? Am I improving my speed and my athleticism? Like That's what I'm getting out of my training side of things. But then in terms of your weight loss, then that's where you're looking more at, okay, what am I eating and what am I putting into my body? Because weight loss is, is is actually a good thing, which is you know contrary to what, like we might not want to put on weight, mm. but our body puts on weight because it's kind of like if you think back to caveman times, it's like okay, it costs a certain amount of energy to run my body, and if I eat more energy than my body needs, my body's like great, I've got excess energy, I'm going to put this in my savings accounts as stored fat, mm. and so then that's where it's a good thing where I've like got this saving account of leftover energy in my fat stores so that on a day where I don't eat enough energy or I can't find a mammoth to kill and I don't <laughs> I don't get enough food or I'm not a good hunter, that's when my body's like, oh no, like it still costs a certain amount to run my body, mm. which is your metabolism. But good thing that I do have this saved up savings, my, my fat stores, that I can now use to run the body on the days where I don't get enough food. 
And so weight loss for our clients, we, we try and train them for what their performance goals are. So do you want to get build muscle? Do you want to build glutes? Do you want to build a chest? Like, what do you want to do with your performance? Do you want to get you know, better at cricket and athleticism? So that's what we do with our training. And then in terms of losing the weight or gaining weight, that's where we look at the calories. And it's more like, okay, um, if we want to lose weight, then we just got to eat less than what our body requires on a daily basis. So then we can dip into the fat stores. Mm. But it's not it's not just a daily thing. This is where some of our clients go wrong. Yeah, yeah, some of them are really good Monday to Friday. Yeah. But then the thing is and they're on their weekend, on the weekend and they eat a whole heap of food. So I guess that's Guilty. all of us though sometimes. Yes. <laughs> We're like, oh, Saturday and Sunday calories don't count, which yeah. they do. Mm. But I don't think people realize as well with strength training how important that is for weight loss. Mm. It's not about building bulky muscles. It actually costs our body more energy to maintain muscle in our body than it does with any other type of training. So the more muscle you have, the more your body's working hard to maintain that muscle. Yeah, yeah. So you're constantly burning mm. calories. Like we don't like to say like, like use the word calories much because we like to say energy. Energy is just another word for calories. So the amount of energy your body's trying to keep that muscle, it's actually incredible to think the more muscle you have, the more you can just kind of relax and well, it's like still engines. lose weight. Mm. So our muscles are like the engines of our body. Like they power our body. If yeah. you think of a big truck engine, a truck engine uses so much more petrol than a little motorbike mm. one. So then when you're thinking about engines, if you're building muscle and you're, you know, building your shoulders, building your legs, like getting really athletic muscles yeah. and this body that can really perform well, then you're now upgrading yourself to have engines like a truck or like a, um, like a race car where it can really perform at a high level. But because of that, it also burns more calories as yeah. well. Yeah. Where if you have yeah. a more like small petite physique where you don't really have much muscle, it's not very athletic, it doesn't perform well, then it's using less petrol. It's like a little motorbike. It doesn't really do much. Yeah. That's good. I reckon touching on that too, strength training to lose weight. I reckon there's kind of like a misunderstanding out there that's like when you pick up weights, you're going to be putting on weight. You don't lose weight. Mm. And I reckon, or in my experiences before, some of my highest heart rates I've ever had is when I'm standing in one spot and I've got a weight in my (laughs) hand. Oh, I agree with that. So like when you have clients come in talking about (laughs) losing weight, is it kind of like an explanation of them or do they kind of find out for themselves that they are losing weight by lifting weights no they we get i think they get surprised yeah they weigh themselves we get our clients to remove the emotion from their weigh-ins we like them to weigh in every single morning just to see we have an app where they can track it so they see the graph gradually go down like yes it's linear like it's going up down up down but it linear kind of that word gradually going (laughs) down i'm gonna change the word up there (laughs) gradually going down and they're like, oh, I'm not even doing cardio anymore. Mm. I'm not even doing, you know, my high intensity runs and things like yeah. that, which I'm not saying don't do cardio, well, but do it for name. the right reasons. Because in the name, like cardio stands for cardiovascular. Yeah. yeah. Do it for your heart, so not for, for your, your weight loss. System. Yeah. Like we run, but I'm not thinking, yes, I've burnt 400 calories on this run. This is awesome. I can mm. have a burger now. I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, I feel so much fitter. Yeah. I can actually talk on this run and not die because Janos mm. loves to talk when we run yeah. and he's like hey so what are you doing about oh, i'm running right now hey um what are you doing um for that program and i'm like i'm trying to breathe right now can you not talk to me but now i can actually have a conversation with him and i think wow how incredible is it that i can now run while talking not feel like i'm dying and not looking at the time going oh when is this over it's actually enjoyable mm. and we do it for our mental health as well so do cardio for your mental health do strength to be strong and if you you'll start to realize you don't even, don't even have to think about weight loss. It'll just gradually happen. Mm-hmm. Like look at it as a journey, not as in an end destination. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think that's good too because if you do have like clients or if there's athletes out there that you know don't like running, like yeah. I know when I grew up, I was never one that enjoyed running. But there's always different ways that you can achieve your performance goals if losing weight is one of them. Yeah. Mm. I saw Cam at his fittest in the gym. <laughs> Hardly any running at all. Spent a lot of yeah. time on the rower, on the skier. Used to be a twig, believe it or not. <laughs> Cam was, yeah, he was a fit man. I want to talk um, about maybe food habits for the different types of goals mm-hmm. um, the clients or the athletes have. We'll go back to um, trying to build muscle. Um, what kinds of nutrients are focused would the athletes be thinking about or how many meals are they trying to hit a day? Um, do you have like, do you guys focus on calories in a day? Like what's some of your advice? Yeah. So typically for, um, the younger athletes, like we don't, I don't actually need to, you know, educate them about calories all the time. Um, because I think at a younger age, it's just easier just to focus on the basics. Yeah. Um, so essentially the, the basics are like, you always need to do the strength training to build the muscle. But I like to think that, you know, if you're trying to build a house, you got to build the house using like, you know, put the bricks and lay the bricks. But then you got to also get the bricks as well. So your protein Sorry, and Janosh has a, no- a lot of analogies. I do have a lot so of analogies. get ready. Yeah. 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 There's more goes, coming. Don't worry. He goes into his brain to go. Oh yeah, I can unlock that part of the brain. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. The feather analogy. This is our whole relationship. I'll like say an issue. I'll be like, I'm really struggling with this. He goes, that reminds me of the time. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, here we go. But I love it. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So. The most important thing for building muscle is or if you want to build muscle, you can obviously you know, put fat on, but if you're just eating and you're not actually training, then it's not going to be converted into muscle anyway. So that's the first thing. But then once you're nailing and you're starting to nail your workouts, that's where in terms of what you can do with your food, you need to eat extra calories so that your body can start to use that and build that into, into muscle. But then you really want to focus more on the protein side of things. So that's where Mm -hmm. you just want to focus on meals where they've got, I like to think of when I build my meals, what's my protein source in that meal? So if it's breakfast, I might put, you know, eggs in there or whatever. And it's not just chicken. Like there's more, there's more protein options than just chicken. Mm -hmm. There's incredible things out there that, you know. Yeah. So it can be any, it Mm. could be pork, chicken, beef, anything. It could be tofu. It doesn't have to always (laughs) just be meat. Tofu. You've got to mention. (laughs) Go the plant-based Um. But I like to think for each meal, you want to have some sort of protein in that meal. And then you want to have ideally, because it's hard to eat you know, more calories by only mealing, eating two or three meals a day, mm. you want to have more meals in a day. So something like four or five can help you to eat more, especially if you're a skinnier guy. I know, Cam, I, I was also a very skinny guy when I first started um, training. So that's where I tried to eat more regularly because then it allowed me to eat without getting super full every time, trying to yeah. eat three massive serves. Mm. I could break into kind of five smaller serves and just eat protein <clears> with <throat> each meal to be able to, to help build. Cool. I think, oh, sorry. I think starting the day as well with a protein source allows you to not have those sugar cravings throughout the rest of the day. I know if I start my day with like sugary pancakes or waffles or something exciting like that, I'm hungry straight after where protein keeps you fuller longer, takes the body longer to digest. So you'll find that you could have, you know, your eggs, avocado on toast um, and a protein shake in the morning. And you could probably last to like two, three in the afternoon without realizing, Mm. get through a good training session. Mm. Um, But yeah, when you start the day well, like with anything, your good morning routine, but if you really start the day well with a good protein meal, um, the rest of the day, you pretty much set yourself up for success, Mm. I find. Wouldn't mind talking about protein. I've got it further down, but... What is like? What is protein? You know, where? What is? You mentioned some of the sources. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but can we get the sources, all the sources from, you know, specific foods? Do we get some in more than others? Do their bodies create any? Like, what is actually protein, and what do people need to be aware of when they're choosing um, what kind of protein they they consume? Yeah, so protein when you whenever you eat any type of food, you've got the macronutrients, and so the main macronutrients is protein, fats, and then carbs. And so anytime you're eating, like let's say if you're eating a steak, when you eat that piece of steak, it's got, it, it's got a certain number of calories and that calories is made up of the three macronutrients, the protein, fats, and carbs. And then of those nutrients, you know, there'll be a percent of the food that's protein. There might be a little bit of fat in there. It might be a little bit of carbs. Um, when you're eating meat products, dairy products, they tend to be, because you're eating more you know, animal tissues essentially, they tend to have more protein, which is the actual muscle fibers of the animal that you're eating, or it doesn't, doesn't always have to be that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, I don't want to go too complex. Tempeh also yeah. good, beans, lentils, whatever you, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but then when, you, when your body eats, eats the protein, it will then digest it into the amino acids. And with those amino acids, they're the things that are used as building blocks to then build your new muscle fibers um, if you're training and it needs to build them, mm. obviously. Awesome. Yeah. All right. What else have we got here? Cam? Give this back to my brain. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. What about supplementation? So we get like, um, I have a couple of athletes ask about like protein shakes and mm -hmm. like even creatine now is like taken off. Like people talk about that all yeah. the time. Where do you guys sort of stand on that? And I suppose when it comes to like grams of protein a day, obviously the protein shake gives you usually between 25, 25 or 30. 30. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. What, what's your guys take on the supplementation side of things? Protein shakes are great if you're not hitting your protein goals um, through your food. I think first of all, they, they are safe to have. Yeah. Because a, lo a lot of, I know a lot of parents out there, like, you no, might you have shouldn't resistance. Be supplements. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know you hear it. Like a lot of my like younger clients sometimes have it from their mums. They're like, oh no, no, no. And it, like, it, they're not, not steroids. Yeah. We're not against, yeah. They're not shaking <laughs> they're, up. Yeah. They're, like a bad, they're, they're not you know? bad for you. <laughs> but like um, it is, it does look sometimes like, oh, like what are you drinking? And yeah. That? It's like, yeah. Oh, what drugs is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's yeah. not bad, but we like to focus like clients. That's the number one thing we get from clients is, should I be taking these supplements to help this journey? And we go, Okay, and we bring them back to this pyramid that it's... What's the pyramid called again? At the end of the day, it's no, in no, the no. word. They're the question. What's the question? No. <laughs> yeah. What's the pyramid called again? Well, it's just the pyramid of importance. So That, yeah. the importance. Yeah. yeah. So where the main foundation of this pyramid is calories. If you haven't even focused and maintained your calories, mm. why are you focusing on the top of the pyramid, mm. which is supplements? It goes calories, your macronutrients, your micronutrients the timing of your eating, and then it goes supplements at the top. So people are starting right at the tip of this pyramid, focusing on the little balance bit at the top, and you haven't even mastered the building blocks at the bottom yet. You're trying to build the top when you haven't mastered this pit, um, this bit yet. So that's why we like to humble people. We bring them back down. We go, okay, are you doing your calories well? They're like, oh, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm hitting this part here. I'm, I'm having on and off days. I'm like, well, then you're not ready for this. Mm -hmm. But supplements are still great for protein. Yeah, so they're, they're supplements, yeah. which the word supplement means to supplement your diet. So if you're not getting enough protein, which we find a lot of our like females don't. Females especially. Especially. Yeah. Um, if people aren't eating you know, meat, yeah, they might like, want some sort of supplement. Janusz will have like a massive piece of steak where I look at that and go, oh, too much. Well, I'll have half. So obviously I'm not getting the same protein mm. as Janusz and I still want to be hitting a really good range of protein. Um, and like which I tell my clients, I'm like, look, try to aim to hit 100 grams of protein per day minimum and let's see how you go. And then we test that out. If they find they're struggling, we go, okay, how can we, you know, fix, can we put more supplements into your diet? 
Can we change, like we look at their diet and we go, can we change this? Can we change that? Maybe you're having too many carbs here. We can put more protein source. Mm. So it's just about looking at your diet and seeing where you can change certain things. So yeah. I'd say, yeah, if you're, if you're not getting enough of something, then that's where a supplement of that thing can be good. So if you're not getting yeah. enough protein, then supplement for protein. If you're not getting um, enough magnesium, supplement for magnesium. But what the research shows for supplements is that if you are eating enough, then further magnesium is not going to help anymore. Yeah. Mm. But if you're, if you're deficient in protein or magnesium, then supplementing yeah. it will help bring you up to normal levels, which will will actually have yeah. a benefit. Yeah, for example, I'm on iron, tab- iron tablets because mm. um, I'm really low with my iron. Um, it's just I eat enough iron, but for some reason my body doesn't but hold it. But for me, it. there's no benefit. There's no I've benefit for him. I've already got good iron levels, so but it's just going to make my pee more a few expensive. Weeks ago, I had my, <laughs> a few weeks ago, yeah. I had my iron tablet on the counter and it looks like a Smartie. And Janos just goes... Oh, it was oh, disgusting. He, and he eats it. And I went, what are you doing? And he goes... That's not a smartie, is it? I go, that's my iron tablet. I'm like, you don't need it. I need it. I'm like, that's like, they're expensive. It was the most disgusting thing. It was hilarious. I like crunched it expecting like an M&M. It yeah. was I'm like, that's what and you it get. was not an M&M. stealing my smarties. A rude Yeah. Iron seems to be a common one. Yeah. I think because a lot of time people think when they hear supplement, they straight away think protein shakes. Yeah. And But yeah, there are a lot of things, supplements that you can take into your um, body to make up for things that you can't eat mm. and that's like a good advice like if you are getting enough then those uh, supplements aren't going to make it any easier mm. it's just yeah. if you are lacking in one area that's where you can make up for it yeah so is yeah. there a general rule like i know when i was growing up as an athlete i had no idea around this stuff didn't know like you know how much i should be aiming for per day there's a couple of athletes um specifically that are really into the gym side of things that Mm. we do it where should their sort of protein levels be looking at i know it's different for everyone but is there like a general rule maybe even a minimum you mentioned 100 grams like what should people be aiming for? it's actually not a it's not a grams kind of minimum so if if they're delving more into it and actually looking at the number of grams of of protein they're eating per day it's actually relative to the the athlete's body weight yeah especially if they're younger as well Yeah, yeah so so the range is actually if if you're a strength training athlete it's about 1.6 grams of protein per okay. kilo, all the way up to 2.5 kilo uh, of grams of protein yeah, per kilo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a range, and the when you would go for the higher end is actually if you're in a deficit. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're not eating many calories, your body's in a in a in a circumstance where it's it's not having enough energy per day. So it's mm-hmm. trying to figure out: Do I need this muscle? Can I cut it? So that's why you need to go more for that 2.5 grams per kilo of lean body mass per per day. Um, where if you're not in a deficit, then your body's not trying to cut muscle from anywhere. It's like, okay, well, I've got enough calories. It's all good. So if, if I'm you know eating enough calories, then that's where I can get away more with like 1.6 grams um, per yeah. kilo per, per day. What about, still want to touch on creatine. Do you guys have any... Um, he takes creatine stance on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so I know our body obviously naturally creates yeah. that, right? But what are the benefits of taking creatine? Mm. And is it is it safe? Like, if a young athlete come up to me, 14, 15, can I take creatine? What kind of answer am I going to give them? <laughs> yeah. So I've got, I'd say, twenty five percent of my 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 clients take creatine. Um, the the benefits of creatine is it's stored in the muscle, so um, and it, and it does retain water, so. 
most of my clients more take it just because if because it's stored in the muscle and it absorbs water, it makes the muscle look a little bit more swollen yeah, compared pump, to, yeah, so you wants. get a bit more of a pumped feel. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the actual benefits, they, it'll say that, you know, it'll increase your, your muscle mass, it'll increase your strength. And it doesn't just increase muscle math, mass or strength on its own. Like it needs to be while you're doing your strength training and things as well. And the way it works is it just fills the muscle up with creatine, which is used as an energy source when you're training. And um, it essentially will allow you to get one or maybe two more reps than you would have if you didn't have it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But again, it's just you need to be training to get the benefits of that yeah. over time. I can't really tell. When I, when I do take it, I don't really know if I'm getting that yeah. extra rep yeah. or two because it's the just so hard to, it's so yeah. hard to tell. Yeah. It's such a small thing. So I tell people if, if it fits in your budget and it's not that expensive as a, as a supplement, um, then you can take it. There are studies that show that it's good for your memory and, and you know, there's other um, benefits to it as well. Um, but Protein's yeah, the, probably the best one. Protein's yeah. probably the best Main one, one bang for buck. On. Creatine's yeah. good as a next one after that. And then if you're, you are deficient in any other vitamins, and that's where you can look at any of the magnesium, iron tablets, anything like that yeah. based on your blood work, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. getting – that's a really good point. Um, the way I found, found out about my iron is – getting those blood tests done, mm. checking, going to a GP and figuring out yeah, what... seeing your doctor. Yeah, yeah. seeing your doctor. Yeah. So basic, but so um, beneficial. Um, because I wouldn't have known that I don't hold on to iron that well. It's a um, family trait. And the doctor told me that. So I was even taking those iron tablets and she's like, oh, the levels aren't going up. So I have to constantly take those. But yeah. if I didn't check on my blood work, I wouldn't know that. So I think that's a really good point as well to... Regularly, not regularly, not every day. Creatine is one of doctor. those things too that it doesn't taste good. Mm. Um, and for the, you yeah. to actually get the benefits of it, you need to be doing it daily, not cycling on and off it. Yeah. And so yeah. to keep That's your muscle levels life, topped though. up. Mm. And because consistent. it only gives you one extra rep, mm. Mm. like it's barely <clears throat> noticeable anyway, even if it is taking effect. So yeah. um, for it to take effect, you need to take it daily for a minimum of kind of four weeks and then you might start to see the effects unless yeah, you do some sort of loading. because the effect is so small. Mm. If you just take it once a week, every few weeks, it's not really going to do anything. Mm, it's just yeah. a waste. Yeah. You mentioned timing of meals. Um, what should the athletes be thinking about with their timing of meals? What do you sort of instruct your clients to do? Um, you know, is it not eating, you know, a few hours before bed, waiting a, a while till you get up? Do you have anything on intermittent fasting? I hear um, stuff about this all the time. We're not... Well, look, we've got a crazy schedule where we sometimes finish clients at 9 p.m., mm. where we eat quickly and then we have to go to sleep. So realistically, we're probably not the best people to be <laughs> promoting don't eat three hours before bed. Yeah. Yes, it's good for your digestion. Um, however, we personally eat at midday because, and like we have a coffee in the morning, we eat midday and we still eat within our calories, the calories we want, but we save them for the rest of the day just because it yeah. works within our schedule. But we are big promoters of yeah. eating breakfast. Like we love breakfast. I'd yeah. say it, it's it's it depends on the person. Yeah, is your the biggest schedule. Answer, answer. And I know when I was you know at school, then I just ate whenever you know I had to eat at a recess. Yeah, when the bell I goes, had to eat you at eat. lunch. Yeah. I actually yeah. snuck like lots of snacks in between in my pencil case. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just whatever suits you. So if you're a person who doesn't get hungry in the morning, then don't eat in the morning. Yeah, like, don't waste fine. your calories then. If you yeah. get starving and you just you can't imagine not eating breakfast, then eat, eat breakfast, breakfast in the morning. Um, but it depends on your goals. Like I was saying, if you if you are trying to build muscle, then it is easier to have more meals spread out through the day. So that's where you can wake up, have breakfast, have something at least recess, some sort of good protein meal, maybe the protein shake if you want to have that then. 
having a good you know protein meal again at lunchtime then when you get home having an afternoon snack before you go to training and then maybe as you come home from training having another one so that's five meals but that's only if you fit for if, if that's the type of person who you are that that works for you otherwise you might be someone who doesn't get hungry in the morning so then you could skip breakfast and then yeah. have your first meal at recess have lunch then you might have an afternoon snack and then so it just depends on what your lifestyle is like and what what mm. your timing is but yeah. if you're looking at what is optimal then what would be optimal would probably be um between three to five meals throughout the day and then whenever you're having your training session it'd probably be best to have some sort of not carb. protein meal, but some sort of yeah. carb meal before your session. A quick source of energy just before you train. Not but right when before, we say just before, like thirty it's minutes like, at least. Yeah. yeah. So if you're Let eating something like pasta or like something like food Heavy. and dense, yeah. it's at least an hour before your training session. But like a quick, like sometimes before our training sessions, we'll have banana and peanut butter on a rice cracker. Mm. Um, quick source of energy that just helps us get through it. that session. And it depends on the session too. So yeah. if, if you're doing a strength session maybe it's okay training with a full stomach like i like that when i'm doing strength training but if i'm doing something with intervals or cardio i know i'm going to be like sweating getting a heart rate up (laughs) then i'm going to only want some sort of liquid i just want some juice some powerade i just want something just to get me going but i don't want to be vomiting during the session yeah so i like that answer a lot of your answers too like it's always dependent on the individual yeah and i think that's so important because like you said if you've got clients that can't do six training sessions or don't like eating five meals a day like that stuff's not sustainable no Mm. so for you when you're here depends on the individual it's not just a throwaway line to you know get a get around an answer it's like so true because if you want to see success you need to be able to do this day in day out yeah week Mm. in week out for years and years and you need to be able to adapt what works for you Mm. and sometimes like you said at the start you know six sessions a day uh, a week is optimal but there's no good aiming for six and only doing two when you can aim for four and do four. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, like it's good advice. Like if you think about cricketers, if you can't play a pool shot, you might spend 10 years trying to get good at playing a pool shot, but you've missed out on all these other shots. Mm. So training what works for you or your mm. diet is so important for long-term success. And that's where yeah. I think getting a, getting a good coach um, qualified in the area you're trying to develop. So if it is nutrition, then getting someone who can guide that if it's strength training or your strength performance, then you want someone for that. Or if it's, you know, technique specific things, then you want someone for that. Then that's where, you know, your coach can guide you in the specifics for you. So, it, it, you know, you may not be the six meal kind of per day kind of person. You may be only the three, per, three meal per day. Yeah. Yeah. And your training session, same thing. So it's about yeah. finding, you know, that advice and tailoring it to you and your lifestyle so then it actually fits and you can sustain it long term. Yeah. yeah, and what your friend does might not work, like might not work for you. So Janusz's kind of diet and his training style doesn't work for me. But I found what works for me: how many days a week I I can train, how many meals I I can eat per day that help me stay energized throughout the day. Like my plan is so different to Janusz's. My plan is so different to my clients. It'll be different to yours. Mm-hmm. All your athletes' um, different training styles as well. Like depending on their ages. Um, yeah, they just everyone everyone's yeah. different, like you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. So when people are um, identifying the best things for them, and let's say they've got a coach and they've identified these things and they're starting to put them into place, when to train, what to eat, how do you guys or what are your tips on keeping um, the athletes motivated long term? And then essentially, when do they know that they've built this habit mm. and it's pretty much locked in? How how can we build habits and sustain them? 
the I'd say the the first thing is to to track your habits. So I, I'm I'm a big fan of having a whiteboard and then putting. We you know, are a big fan we of are, having a whiteboard. A We're married now. Yeah. <laughs> so we keep yeah. our track of our goals. But yeah, I think I think a, a, ahead of that actually would probably be to set the goal. So yeah. what are you even trying to achieve? Because if you're just trying to diet, are you trying to build muscle? Are you trying to lose weight? Like if you don't know what you're trying to do, then it's not going to really work. So setting the goal of, of what you're trying to achieve, then I like to always set the why or the reason behind that goal. So why is losing muscle important? That's probably the most important part or of the goal muscle. though. Like yeah. for example, one of my clients is trying to lose weight to um, do IVF eventually to have a child, which is so strong. Her reason is so strong that it gets her out of bed every day mm. to train. When she goes for the cupcake, she's like, no, I have a really strong goal. I want to be a mum. I'm not going to go for the cupcake. I'm going to go for the protein rich source meal that is going to help me. And if you just have a goal to lose weight or be the best cricketer, just saying that it's not good enough. Like you have to be like, really, why do I want to be the best cricketer on this team? Why do I want to um, get better at this certain hit? Why do I want, want to be a better bowler? That's only two things I know about cricket. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, all if you really want is. those two things, <laughs> you need a good, yeah, pretty, good. Yeah, pretty yeah. great. But you need that strong why because motivation is going to last maybe a few days, maybe a few weeks. It's the discipline and the why that's going to keep you coming to training, um, working towards that goal and just staying inspired the whole time. And that's yeah. where the tracking then comes in where yeah. I like literally on, on a whiteboard, I always have it in my room because I visually see it all the time. So I like to write down on that whiteboard, number one, what's my goal? What am I trying to achieve? Number two, what's the why? What's the reason behind that goal? Why, why is that important to me? Then number three is... I, I call them, you have your, your outcome goal. So that's, you know, maybe I want to build muscle. Then I'm going to set my behavioral goals, which is what are the actionable tasks that I can do today habits. that are yeah. going to equal that goal. So I can't just say, all right, I want to build muscle. That's it. Because that's not going to build muscle. I can't tick that off. Yeah. Like, did I build muscle today? I don't know. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. this is where it's like, okay, what does it take to build muscle? Did I do my workout? So yeah, now I can tick, tick that box. Did I eat, you know, two grams of protein per yeah. day today? Tick or no? Um, did I go for my run if I'm trying to run every day? And then, so I like to have, you know, three things that I'm trying to do every day. And then if I tick off those three things, that's where I then circle that day. So then I have numbers one to 30 to know, um, to track for the next 30 days. How many days can I get where I tick off all three of those steps Mm. where if I achieve those steps, then I'm going to achieve my goal. So then I'm just doing those outcome goals. So then I no longer need to look at my big goal anymore of building muscle all I need to look at is, did I do my workouts? Yep. Am I getting stronger in my workouts? Mm. Yep. Yeah. Am I eating right? Yep. And then as long as I tick those three things every single day, then I will achieve my goal, whether I am looking at it or not. Yeah. yeah. And I think that prioritizes that holistic approach too, because when you do set a goal, it's those that outcome goal, but beneath that or below that is those different holistic elements that are going to play a role in you achieving that goal. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about recovery and what do you sort of instruct your clients to do or what are some of the things that you guys do yourself that essentially means that each time you come into the gym, yes, you're not going to crush it every time. You're not always feeling your best, but maybe, you know, more often than not, you're ready to go again, you know, five days a week, four days a week, six days a week, whatever your goals are. Yeah. What's your take on recovery? Um, my main thing is sleep. Very important. I know even as a teenager, I would stay up to midnight, 1am and then be up in the next five hours. Where if I was to do that now with the training that we're doing, I wouldn't be able to survive, I wouldn't recover properly. Um, So sleep is the number one important thing. I really believe that. And 
the basics, stretching. Yeah. Like, are we actually stretching after our games, after our sessions? Yeah. We have so many clients which um, we don't expect always. Like, if we're they're paying for that full hour, you know, if we go, hey, we're going to stretch for ten minutes at the end, they're probably going to think. I'm not paying for this. Yeah. So we yeah, try to, you know, really push people. So we true. encourage. Some people try to achieve everything. Yeah, they're in like, come on. And then they yeah, yeah I want to do every muscle well. group. I'm like, but okay, let's warm down. Let's recover. Or we tell them, we go, we encourage you to go home and, you know, do these stretches at home or, you know, make sure you're getting the sleep in. And they're like, yeah, yeah, all good, all good. Then they'll come back for the next session and be like, oh, what did we do yesterday? I'm, I'm so sore. I'm yeah. like, well, we haven't recovered properly. Yeah. But it's also very normal. I think a lot of people get scared to feel sore from yeah. certain workouts or certain training programs, anything like that. Um, it's just your body reacting to a new stimulus. So mm. it's actually a good feeling. Like we hardly feel that pain anymore because we're training so much. Mm. So when I do feel pain, like muscle pain two days later, I go, oh, what did I train two days ago? What did I do differently? Yeah. Or did I do a new exercise? And I get excited because I'm like, I'm targeting something different. Mm. And I get excited. So a lot of people get scared of that. So I think you shouldn't get scared to feel pain, but the right pain. You'll know the difference between muscle pain and joint pain. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. The other thing is not obliterating yourself. So the goal with training is to stimulate so then you grow stronger for the next session that you come in. Mm. The goal is not to obliterate your body when you come into the session. So yeah, you don't have to die every session. Yeah, and this is where smart programming isn't just looking at, okay, what is this a good training session? It's is this a good training session relative to the rest of the training I'm doing for the week? Mm. So yeah. sometimes if people don't program well, then they might smash the same muscle group a few days in a row where it would have been better to you know, spread it out throughout the week and then train again in a few days time. So you've had time to recover and come back stronger and then now come back fresh. Mm. Where if you don't do that, then that's where you might end up with crazy soreness. Or if you do a mm. full on leg session where every single exercise in there is crushing one muscle group, then yeah you, yeah, you might be getting <laughs> yeah you're not gonna be walking because you're trying to like i said before to build muscle you need to get about that 15 hard sets yeah. per muscle per week mm. but you don't have to do that all in one session but that's when so, people aren't yeah. planning out their programs properly because they're trying to cram in every muscle into one session they're like oh i've got to get everything done for the day and it's like well no if you um plan ahead and know that you don't have to smash every session you don't have to leave every session sweating i think that's what a lot of our clients get surprised at they're like oh I don't like sometimes they are sweating like crazy and sometimes mm. not, but they still got a great session in. Mm. And I think we're all in the illusion of if I don't leave um, the gym dripping in sweat, I didn't work hard enough. Yeah. And no, I'm, oh, I'm a bit of a sweater. I can just sit here and sweat. But like Janosch hardly sweats. He's perfect. He leaves a gym session with perfect <laughs> yeah. hair still. And it's like he hasn't done anything, but I know he's trained well. Mm. So I think it just depends on the person. But mm. yeah, you don't have to kill yourself every session. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely guilty of that myself. I love like a big sweating session or like I feel like, you know, I get that high at the end where yeah. I feel like if I don't have that, oh yeah, how good was that kind of feeling? Yeah. Dopamine's released, like I'm, yeah. I'm buzzing. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I should have gone harder. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that. I've felt that so many yeah, times. Most like, oh. You do. You change a session at the end. All right, Jugs, let's get a sweat up. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. run. I, I do it so often. Let's do some burpees. Yeah, yeah, trust the process always, more. Yeah. Do you know what? The biggest thing is I always say, just getting into the gym and getting a workout done is still incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes most of my sessions probably aren't the best sessions, but I'm doing them for my end goal. Mm. So I'm not going, oh, I can't wait to be sweating, dripping and sweat at the end of this session. I'm like, at least I'm in here. I'm working hard. I've completed it and I've proven to myself that I can keep my word. Yeah. Because a lot of the time it's just about keeping the promises to yourself and going, I told myself I was going to train today, yeah. whether it's my best session or it's just an average session. 
at least I did it because yeah. that's telling me that, okay, what else am I going to do today that I've already told myself I'm going to do? I'm going to get the work done. I'll get my homework done. But if I already don't do that workout, when the homework comes around, I'll be like, oh, I didn't do the workout. I won't do the homework either. Mm, you know, so it's point, kind of like yeah. a domino effect of yeah. if I can do this, I can do that. But if I don't do this, why would I bother doing that? Mm, so yeah. you yeah. set yourself excuses, don't yeah, you? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like if guilty. we snooze in the morning, <laughs> yeah, we're in yeah. a habit of trying not to snooze the alarm in the morning. Oh, I think that's everyone we're guilty of sometimes, especially in winter. Oh, yeah. But we have, on our, we have on our whiteboard, like the numbers one to 28 that Janusz put, put there. Mm. Every time we don't snooze, we circle the day. And so much I, visual in this bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And like we put our alarm across the room because it gets us out of bed. Yeah. But even this morning when the alarm went off, I was like, habits, I don't, I'm going to pretend I don't hear it. And maybe Yana <laughs> should get up and turn it off. And then I'm like, two more minutes. He's like, no. Yeah. Otherwise we can't circle the whiteboard. And because yeah. like, who, who's going to know? Yeah, we yeah, will know. That's exactly like, right. That's the ultimate. Isn't that weird to say that though? Who Like, we're not going to be able to circle the whiteboard. Yes, we could easily circle it yeah, and just yeah. fake it, but we actually guilty. I will feel so guilty. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah. No. you know you can actually change your um, um, what's it called when your alarm goes off? The delay. You know how it's nine minutes. Oh, you can change it. Yeah, you can change it. Oh, oh I didn't know yeah, that either. Snooze. Yeah, you no can idea. change it. Yeah, I found that out the other day. That's a game oh, changer. That is a game changer. See, I set too many alarms that my next alarm's already going off yeah. before the snooze yeah. even yeah. goes. And we both do it too. Every five minutes. So it's just constantly. You can change your snooze to be one minute. Yeah. yeah. Oof, wow. Yeah, game changer. That is a game changer. We covered so much just then, and I, we still haven't talked about Mel's make good choices. No, that's all right. My brain's exploding <laughs> from information. <laughs> We're gonna have to get the crew back to do a bit more of a deep dive into the topics. But um, let yeah, let's talk about the make uh, good choices program, Mel. And obviously, our listeners know what you do uh, for us at my peak. But yeah. what's the program all about? And just give us a bit of a rundown. So I started the make good choices program because I, as a teenager, just didn't feel confident in myself and I know that's a lot of people but I wanted to make a program where it was I was teaching things that you don't really get taught in school for example your mental health how to be a good friend um, the importance of fitness and health all the little choices that you make every day that help you become the best version of yourself and I think it's important as a teenager to learn how to make good choices because a lot of us wait till we're adults mm. and it's like we're already built in with those really strong habits then so why not target it as a teenager and yes, it's important to learn our English, our math, our science and everything like that. But it's what happens on the playground or when they're in their sporting teams that really matters. And I used to play netball and I was so quiet. And my mom would be like, you're not going to make the big teams if you don't start socializing. Mm. And I'm like, mom, all good. I'm like, I'm a really good player. It's enough. Mm. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to talk to these girls because I was just, I don't know bit antisocial bit introverted where well, you wouldn't believe that now um i would never believe that 100 like i actually used to be called mute so i look back now yeah literally <laughs> i'm like what a nickname mute. and then i was so quiet that i would just go okay yeah, yeah like i wouldn't even yeah, fight yeah. back right but yeah so anyway the program i just wanted it to be something where kids feel empowered to come to and they leave just feeling like okay like what's one small choice i can change this week that's going to help me become a better person. And they all like every time we have a session, it's every kid leaves feeling like, okay, this week I'm going to make my bed every day. Or this week I'm going to talk to my mom for at least 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Little choices depending on their goals. And like, I like to get to know them obviously. So I know what goals they're working towards because everyone's different. Um, and yeah, just, I like to teach them the impact of small choices. It's pretty much like our goal setting. Mm -hmm. It's not the big goal that you have to focus on. Mm -hmm. It's the small choices you make every day that's going to get you there. So I'm like, okay, they're like, oh, I want to improve my math. I'm like, okay, what are you gonna do? What's one little thing you can do every single day? 
oh, I guess I can, you know, do this exercise or I guess I can watch this YouTube video about this certain exercise. I'm like, exactly. Mm. You know, like we all have these big goals, but we don't know what choices to make every day. Um, and I think choices are just, you know, we, we don't realize the choices shape us. Like look at your life right now and think, oh, am I happy with it? Am I struggling? All the choices you've made, no matter what's happened in your life, has come to this moment and it's all because of you. Mm. And it's kind of like a brutal thing to like mm. think about. Like I say to all my kids, I go, your life is like how it is right now because of you. Mm. They're like, nah, my parents do this. Oh, this friend was so mean to me. That teacher failed me. Mm. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, all of that happened because of you. Mm. You've made a choice, even if it was the smallest little choice, has led you to this moment. And they start to realize the importance of choices and go, oh, okay, well, I don't want to live like this anymore. And it's a good moment because they go, okay, what can I do different? Mm. It's like light bulb moment. Yeah. So um, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so you're dealing with these um, everyday teens, athletes, kids yeah. um, individually, or are you doing like group sit downs? Like how are you structuring your sessions with these guys? Because it sounds really cool. Well, <laughs> it has changed a lot. I actually started my program during COVID mm. and I was like, well, how can I interact with kids? Zoom fantastic resource to use however as covid has um you know calmed down a little bit over this year i now do it in two different ways where i do seminars with a few sporting teams um, a few schools and things like that but then i also have my mgcpt where we focus on personal training but we also focus on the mental health the choices side of it so Mm. in our rest we're not sitting there going oh we're dying we're thinking oh okay like we've got a choice of the week or we do something in regards to a certain mental health topic and we all discuss how we can improve for the next week. Yeah, this nice. week was great. They all got their school reports. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. We're discussing all these different things of how they can improve next term, what they did well, what they didn't do well. They celebrate each other. Um, and I like seeing how some teenagers come into our groups and they feel really introverted at the start, really nervous. Mm. And now they're all best friends. Mm. They're all talking to each other saying happy birthday to, birthday to each other when it's their birthdays. I think, I don't know, just if I can impact one kid, like that's my mission completed. So, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So now she does both PT, so one-on-one sessions, um, which goes a little bit more in-depth to their, their habits and things like yeah. that that they want to work on um, about how they can develop themselves off the field yeah. so they can come onto the field as a, as a better individual. Yeah, but it's then so important she's got the groups sport. as well. That's so awesome. then yeah. the groups, that's where they'll still have times where they have rests, but instead of just resting for the next couple of minutes, that's where they'll train the brain instead. And they'll yeah. sit down as a yeah. group and look at, okay, they'll have kind of a self-reflection. It's like, okay, well, well what, cool. what can you guys do to improve? And then each person will kind of come up with their own ideas yeah. or take oh, a different work. I love and, working with the sporting. Yeah. I work with the Southwest Sydney Academy of Sport. It's a tongue twister there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the SWAS. Um, yeah. And I work with all the different sporting teams and what I think is so important, especially you guys would definitely know in sport, it's not just about how skillful you are. Yeah. Like you need so to- we're trying to get across. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So listen up kids. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it really is. If you can tackle your mind and really master who you are, like it's not who anyone else is about their skills. You have to realize you're on this team for a reason. You're bringing certain strengths mm. to that team that your coach saw in you and it didn't see in anyone else. And how can you master that and be the best player that you can be, but not also the best player. How can you be the best person? How can you be the best son or daughter? It's about everything. If you can 
master that, I think you can be the best player. But if you walk onto, is it a field for Korea? Mm. Yep. If you walk well onto done. the field, I was about to say court. I'm like, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you walk onto the field knowing you're failing an exam at school, or if you walk onto the field having a fight with your mum or one of your friends at school, you're not going to be the best player. Yeah, that's like, right. Your you, head's not in it. You're not in no. that headspace. So you need to learn to control, again, five Fs. If you can control all those different areas of your life well, mm. your mindset, your, not really your finances, but if you are fantastic, um, your family and friends, everything like that goes on top of it, you're, you're setting yourself up for success at mm. such a young age. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, that's really good. That's cool how that answer comes back to the five Fs as well. Yeah, mm. it all does. Yeah. yeah. Can you, when you see these you know, like young teenagers, can you sort of get to know them without actually talking to them? Like, can you see their behavior and see the little choices they make and you can start to be like, yeah, I know you're this sort of type of person or this might happen to you? Um, that's a really good question, yeah. definitely. Especially even when we start a training session, for example, um, like I don't sit them down and go, okay, I want to get to know you. What's your favorite yeah, color? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, let's just, let's see how it goes. Yeah. You can tell how if how someone does one thing is how they do everything. Yeah. So for example, if I start a training session, I'm like, I just want to see how you squat and do a few fun things. We'll do a circuit. If they react to it going, yeah, sure. And they really put a hundred percent effort in. I'm like, okay, they're a doer. Yeah. They say, they do what they say they're going mm. to do. Um, they're hardworking. I can already see how enthusiastic and extroverted they are. Or if it's like, why? Yeah. That, that one word, why would I do that? And I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah. they put excuses up. Mm. They um, don't want to try things. They don't take risks. Mm. Um, they're, yeah, they're scared to do something they've never tried before. They don't like to be uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, that's where we're going to go with them. And I don't yeah. even have to ask those questions. It's like, okay, I already know who you are. So that was a really good question, actually. Because yeah. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't really sit them down and ask them questions. Yeah. It's like... The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. If you make your bed every morning, I already know you're a doer. Mm, yeah. If you don't, you go, I'm going to get back into it anyway. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I hope see you guys it all make the your time bed. with the young cricketers we coach. You can just tell. Yeah. It's the way you could even just sit back. I reckon you could sit back and watch them interact as a group. Oh, they're interacting with yeah. other players, 100%. And that's why when I look back now as a netballer, I know I was skilled on the court. But if I can't get along with my teammates on the side, I'm not going to be a teammate on the f oh, the court for me, but the yeah, field, for example, yeah. right? Like if I don't feel confident to talk to this girl on the sideline, how am I going to be confident to be like, hey, go back for this ball? Mm. Otherwise, I was being an individual in the team mm. where you're not an individual. Yeah. You're like, you're a team. So my, my strengths mm -hmm. have to help them. But if I'm allowing my weaknesses, which is not being social, to come onto the court or the field, well, I'm not being the best player I can be. So I, yeah. I learned that the hard way. We do that actually. We can tell a little bit. We like to do a challenge with a lot of our athletes where we always put something on the line, push-ups or sit-ups. Yeah. Just a little challenge to make it a little bit more high stakes. Cam will always give them the option, you know, for example, if the group that lost has to complete 50 push-ups, you'll say, oh, well, if this group helps out, you know, everyone can do less. Mm -hmm. And that one question there... You can tell so much about the character where yes. the kids are like, yes, let's get in and help them. Or, oh, no, no, we don't have let's to. Let's watch them. Yeah. 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 You can also like count push-ups. Like we say, go and do 10. Do they do nine? Do they do 10? Or some kids do 11. Like they'll do that yeah. one extra. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Like you can really tell by the behavior what kind of personality. Yeah. Mm. Like I've got one of my students right now doing one simple thing. Every single day he has to message me one thing he's grateful for. Mm. And he's like, the first time I told him about That's it, he goes, way. why? Mm. I'm yeah. like, I just want to know one thing. I'm like, and 
I really want you to dive deep. Don't just say I'm grateful for like, you know, the floor, like just pick something random. I really want to know what your what makes you smile in that moment. And the first few probably weren't the best. I'm like, okay, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to keep pushing it. Now it's like, oh, he's seeing not a change, but he's like, oh, he would say things like, I'm really grateful for the sunrise this morning. It was really beautiful. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm getting through to him. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't even realize the effect that yeah. gratitude is happening, mm-hmm. um, is I'm um, doing to him. Um, and that's another, I could go down that road. Gratitude, number yeah. one thing. Like if you can't be grateful and angry at the same time, those two emotions actually don't go together. So if you are angry, just, I know sometimes you're like, I don't want to say right now what I'm grateful for. If you can live in a state of gratitude, you are already winning. Like we have so much to be grateful for. And I always just be like, okay, well, this time last year, am I in a better place than then? Mm. Or am I in a better place than this time last week? Mm. Yes. Like, you know, it's not raining right now. So yes, I'm so glad it's not raining. We're able to go for a run later. Things like that. Mm. Like you can always look at the bright side, yet our brain and us mentally, we always go to that negative side you know, instantaneously just because it's easier. Yep. Mel watches the Summit Series too. Yeah. She's been yeah. on Mitchie's videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Like You obviously said that, you know, if you can change one person's life in your program, like, you know, that's mission complete. But yeah. what is the the big goal? Like, where do you sort of see it? What's maybe your biggest ambition with the, with the program? Um, that's a good question because Janosch and I were on our date night last night. We're, like, we're saying, where do I want to go with this? Like, um my, there's so much you can there's do. There's so mm. much I could do f- with this. 100%. And I'm like, I literally started this program to be like, oh, I hope I find me, like my yeah, teenage yeah. version of me and I can help them. Yeah. And now when mums text me and go, hey, they got this mark on this exam or they got their first job last week, I get so emotional. Or one of my kids asked if I could be their reference for their um, yeah. job. And I got so emotional. And I think I'm changing lives by just being me and sharing what I know to these kids I already feel like I'm achieving what I want to achieve. So when people say, oh, like, you know, I would love to be on TED Talk. So if you see me on TED Talk one day, that'd be (laughs) great. That's a big goal. goal. But I guess I'm already achieving my big goal. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, do do we scale up and do more big seminar kind of speaking in front of multiple people? Or do I impact the kids now? Yeah, or is it more impact one-on-one? It's like my personal training. Like yeah. I get, we get a lot more results out of our one-on-one sessions totally. than we do out of the group sessions because we can really personalize things. We can go in deep. We can go in depth. We can be with them, check in with them next week. How'd yeah. you go? All this. Where if you just do a one-off seminar, you know, you might click with a few people. Some people are switched off. They're dreaming. Some people are doing different things. And then you're just, you're impacting 300 people, but shallowly. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just about weighing up what do we want to be like our main thing and yeah. our main like focus. Our focus isn't to be famous mm. and to be like, oh, we want the best. I want to be the best teenage program ever and be on this show and do this, do that. That doesn't really excite me. Mm. I'm like, oh, it's like I said, I get excited when the kids come and go, I did this today. Mm. Or mm. I made a friend today. Or I made my bed yesterday. Or I wrote a gratitude list. I go, done. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm already impacting them. And that's, that's enough for me. Yeah. Oh, of course. If any other teenagers would like to come along, fantastic. Yeah. But I'm never looking at it as oh, another kid, awesome, add them to the roster. I go, oh, okay, you're a completely different individual. How can I help you? And sometimes some kids are harder than your others. I'm like, yeah, oh, a challenge. Absolutely. And I used to look at those challenges and be like, no, nah, they're too hard. You know, like, oh, I want, an e- I want the easy kids. Where now those challenged kids, I think, oh, okay, what can I do here? What little choice is going to get through to you? Mm. I can give so many different choices and all of a sudden gratitude will click or like all these little different things that I'll talk about. 
um, they'll be like, hey, I did this by the way. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I act really cool. Yeah, and then yeah. I go inside and cry. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> or like if one, like for example, when I make these videos for um, your series, the workout videos, I'm talking to the camera going, well done guys. And I'm like, mm. I hope one of you are watching this. Yeah. If one of you are, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like yeah. I get excited to think, wow, someone's doing this workout. Like it's yeah. just incredible to think that, you know. Goes really well with, you know, how much you preach gratitude, it's easy to be grateful when you're saying that I'm already achieving my big goals, where if you're constantly striving, sometimes you can yeah get out of that state of mind. But yeah, it seems like you're always in it because you're always achieving those. Yeah. yeah oh, really look, we're not wins. always grateful. Or we're not going to lie and be like, we're positive every second of every day. I feel like some people get um, overwhelmed on social media seeing, yeah. you know, like people like us, for example, like you guys as well. Oh, they're always so happy and positive. We have to constantly work at it. Mm. Like we have days when we're so overwhelmed and then we have to use these tools where we go, are we balancing the five Fs? And sometimes when Yana says that to me, I go, what are we talking? What are you talking about? I don't want to think about that right now. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Like that's the exact thing we have to talk mm. about. Like we yeah. have to go, where are we? Um, yeah, where are we slipping? Where what are ones we slipping? are we not focusing on? And it seems so basic and so simple. And we tell people this, they go, oh, you don't know my life. It's so stressful. I'm like, no, 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 honestly which area is out of balance and they realize and we go there it is because the, the stress mm. isn't just from nothing the stress yeah. comes from one of them being out of balance yeah. yeah and then that stress then seeps into the other areas and it makes the workouts harder because they haven't got time for it anymore they yeah. don't feel like they have time um and then it makes you know the finances harder because then it works harder and then when the finances is harder then it's hard for them to focus on all the other things mm. and then you just yeah. then it's hard to catch up with friends and then that kind of falls out you could feel and like then you're burnt out and then, and then you cry and yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a whole cycle not that we do that um, <laughs> <laughs> but i think a lot of people also feel like it's too late I'm not saying for the teenagers you, you've got time guys but a lot of adults yeah. like we talk to clients that are like look i can work on my fitness but the other stuff it's too late for me like life is how it is no like I watch all those Gary V videos and he's always like, if you're 20, yeah, if you're 20 or 30, you're, you're, you're just a baby. Yeah. And people like 30, like around our age now, oh my gosh, we're getting to 30. Anyway, um, they're like, oh no, this is my life. I, I can't change anything. Why not? Why can't you go back to university, make that choice to go and do mm. that? Why can't you become a runner? Like yeah. you, for example, Jordan, like, yeah. like running a marathon, <laughs> both of you running a marathon. Yeah. Like, when I'm I met you, I thought yeah. you were a marathon runner. Yeah, gosh, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, you yeah. can pick up any kind of um, habit yeah. or any goal at any time of your life, but set yourself up for success. Like Janos was saying before, if you're not good in something, get a good coach, whether it's fitness, whether it's a life coach, whether it's nutrition, um, or someone you just know that's really positive. Mm. Absorb their energy. Like you become who you hang out with. So if you don't like who you hang out with or you don't like the feel of your team or how someone's acting be the change like i always say don't be influenced by the energy in the room influence the energy mm. in the room so be that energy be the one who's going to change it so that's awesome yeah. one of your quotes or not quotes one of your explanations earlier made me think of gary so that's funny you yeah oh there you go he's classic i love yeah, he's yeah, just straight to the point yeah, yeah, and sometimes yeah. you need that like yeah. i listen to all different podcasts he's yeah. and he's just like yeah. what are your excuses yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then you put them out there and he goes Rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, exactly. Off it. <laughs> but like if you were to say that to a client or like yeah, a yeah. athlete, sometimes they'd be yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's so mean. Yeah, yeah, so sometimes yeah. it's good to, you know, kindly say it. That's why I like with my program, I'm not saying, oh, you know what? To some kids I do. I'm like, you are just putting excuses up. Like that is not on. Mm. 
and they kind of have to have that um, harder mentality. But yeah. with others, I kind of let them see. I go, well, do you realize why you're experiencing this right now? Or would that choice have been better than this choice? And they go, oh, yes, yeah. maybe. Mm. Like We all know we're doing the wrong things when we are. Mm. We all know when we're doing the right things. We fall on top of the world. Um, but yeah, it's just about being aware. None of us are aware anymore. Like we just let life pass by. Mm. We're always aware. We're always having these questions with each other. Like the podcast we're doing right now, like it's, these are the conversations we're always having and people yeah. probably think like, you know, a table across like, oh, that's a really intense conversation. I'm like, oh, it's what we always do. Yeah. And we ask each other questions. Mm. And like Janusz said last night, he's like, do you think we're balancing the five Fs really well recently? And I was like, oh, and we both went, yeah, like, we are. We're doing this. We're doing that. And then we just But it was of... funny because your default answer was no. Yes. My default answer last night, I went, no, nah, we're not. Mm. And then I was like, all right, well, let's go through them. How's, how's like your faith? How's your mindset? And she's like, oh yeah, no, like we've been, we've, we've been, been writing church. the Bible. We've been like, yeah, we've been listening to podcasts. We've mm. been like, you know, shaping what our faith is, what we believe in, how mm. our mindset works. We've been yeah. reading books. Okay. I've been good with that. Family and friends. How are we going with that? Yeah, oh yeah, we are catching up in. with people. We're doing that. Yeah. Okay. That's good. How's our fitness? Oh yeah, we're, like we're crushing our workouts recently. Okay, I've started a new running challenge. Okay, we're crushing yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how's finances? Yep, we're on top of all of that. Yep, are we having how's fun? Our fun? And then we're on a date <laughs> night. We're, we're on like, date we're having we're fun. Like, oh yeah, we're having fun and we're right like, now. It was just this light bulb. And then it was like, like, oh, like, oh, why did I default answer no? And yeah. that's just where it comes yeah, back to goal setting and gratitude yeah. because the way that works, it shifts what you focus on. So we all have, you know, 50% good things happen to us, 50% bad things. But somebody who says that they're unlucky, they're only focusing on the moments where they were unlucky as yeah. evidence of, see, I'm an unlucky person. Where the person who believes and has you know, faith that they're a lucky person, the mindset of a lucky person, they still have bad things happen to them mm. all the time. But they don't f focus on those. They focus on the good things. So both have 50-50. It's just that the person who has 50% good and has, you know, they identify as, oh, yeah, I'm a lucky person. They focus on those ones because they're having the gratitude or they've yeah. just built a habit around, like, believing that they're, a, they're a, you know, a lucky person. Where the person who thinks they're unlucky or bad things are always happening to them, they've just gotten into the habit. They've slipped into the habit of focusing on that. And then that's just what they're seeing in their life. And if they just started to do gratitude, even though they're not feeling it, it just mentally starts to... Um, you start to look shift, for the gratitude yeah, without realizing during the day. You're like oh yeah that's really nice that was a really happy moment i'll put that on my list tomorrow yeah. where before you wouldn't have even seen it yeah that's mm. right there's like switching your mindset from oh the day's so crappy today or oh i woke up today mm. i've got so much to look forward to today and you just change that mindset yeah, yeah. it's like that, that default kind of feeling yeah that's awesome i was going to ask for like little tips and tricks at the end but you guys have done that the whole <laughs> way along so i think people have got heaps of takeaways maybe just to wrap things up maybe we'll talk about some resources um mm -hmm. maybe ones that you guys use or ones that you could recommend for young athletes whether it's books podcasts um blogs whatever you guys check out um that you think would be really useful some for the younger athletes listening to this well we're big readers we try to read like 10 pages per day that's our kind of um personal development habit mm. um because you want to have a growth mindset like we don't we're never going to know everything and we're never we always want to be learning even in our field, we'll continuously be, you know, learning about like reading books about fitness and health. But then we're like, okay, Janusz will read a finance book. I'll read, you know, a personal development book about goal setting. Um, I think reading's the biggest one. We could, we've got a whole bookshelf there, as you can see. So there's so many recommendations. <laughs> there's a library behind there is a us lot. here. <laughs> but yeah, podcasts as well. Like we listen to podcasts like on our runs. I do a morning walk every morning where I'm like, okay, I get a good hour podcast in. 
Um, I could list all the people, but there's quite many, <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> my my favorite tool is yeah, always we'll a whiteboard. Some. Yep. And, and having one in your room or somewhere that yeah. you see it regularly. Yeah. Um, and I love just doing like habit audits all the time mm. of, okay, writing down, like I was saying before, what's my goal? What am I trying to achieve? Okay, what are the steps I need to take to achieve that goal? And then listing one to 30 days and then just literally just ticking off on the whiteboard, am I doing those things? And so then just using that, that's, I like to think with habits, there's, there's cornerstone habits that are like, it's a habit where it'll enhance all other habits. Mm. So having this whiteboard habit is something where, okay, you can now, you know, put down, read 10 pages a day or listen to a podcast a day when I'm walking or running. And then that's a cornerstone habit that's now going to enhance your personal development. Mm. It's going to mm. enhance your tracking of your workouts and you're like making sure you're doing the things you need to do to, to get the results you want to get. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, so that's one like tool that I always love using. But then just podcasting, finding your favorite people who you want to follow on there and then just starting to regularly just follow their episodes. So mm. Mel, yeah. you mentioned Gary V. He's one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. Gary V, Ed Milet. Uh, Dean Graziosi, Lewis Howes, who else? Jenna Kutcher, she's a really good one for females. Um, I think those are my main ones. Oh, Jay Shetty, he's a we're great thinking, one. We're mm. thinking we'll get you maybe to send us your best three I'll pods, you, yep. best three books, and we might throw it in <gasps> the show that. notes or something. Yeah, the that's show good. Notes. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. The notes below the bio, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, comment below. Definitely yeah. not show notes. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Um, um, I think that leads us to our segue. What we like to do it every end of podcast is we say a grateful each yeah so you've let I us in that. nicely that was really that yeah. worked well we didn't it know did. about this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always give a little bit of this yeah. when someone mentions grateful yeah. so do you guys want to start or yeah. should we start let them go first yeah, they are the guests yeah, yeah i'll not after you after okay, i'll see what level me. you're gonna go to then i'll see how deep i go uh, <laughs> well what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for my amazing wife who's next to me. And, um, okay, that's a good one. Being able to, <laughs> yeah, and just to spend every day and every moment working with the person I love the most. Yeah, yeah that is really yeah. cool. Yeah. You guys are obviously so blessed with what you've got here, but you know, you work incredibly hard for it. Mm. And yeah, it's just such a great thing that you guys have going. And yeah, watching it on Instagram or whether it's yeah, TikTok or whatever, you guys are yeah, inspiring, doing a great job. So it's yeah, awesome what you, you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go next. Um, I'm really grateful that I'm getting better every day. And I like to reflect on that because I can be very hard on myself. And I'm really like, I'm better than I was yesterday. I know that in every area of my life. So I think I'm grateful for that, that I'm always continuously growing. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's deep, good. really deep. Here you go, Bernie. I'm grateful for days like this. So, you know, Cam and I are lucky that our schedule is flexible and we can do things like this that we're passionate about and, and that we love that we're not necessarily um you know doing things out of a must we get to do things out of we get to do this we love to do oh, this love so yeah. um yeah getting to sit down with guys like yourselves and having these kinds of chats and drinking a coffee and just talking mm. about stuff we love like not everyone gets to do this and and we know that um and being involved with the sport that has given us so much um and continues to do so. So we're very lucky with the schedules we have. Nice. My ones, actually, it only come to me on that very first answer that you guys gave. It's sort of like like-minded people. Mm. We were, Brownie and I were sort of having a little elbow off when you explained your first answer because you basically summed up exactly what my peak is in That's your so first good. answer with your five Fs. So 
very grateful for like-minded people, sort of that holistic approach to development or improvement in their journey. Mm. Well, this was awesome. If you guys are keen, there's some deep dives I think we have to have in some of the things we spoke about, some of the topics. So maybe, hopefully this is just a little taster, teaser of some episodes down the track. So thanks for one, all your knowledge, your time. I know you guys are busy, but we really uh, appreciate um, the chat today and Mel obviously all the work you do for my peak oh you're welcome and thank no you problem. for having us mm. yeah, thanks I can't wait to us. listen to this podcast on my morning walk <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a long morning walk alright thanks guys thanks crew